Brother T, you know how you feel as a child after Christmas and all the wrapping paper has been thrown in the trash and the toys are half broken and fruitcake's gone. Well, the fruitcake's a good thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's see, what would be bad that's gone to eat at Christmas? Turkey's... Yeah, yeah. You know, you've had turkey right. 14 times. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how I feel. Is that how you feel That's now? how I always feel after oh. Easter. Man, I got that peak. I got right. that peak yeah. on yeah. Easter morning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I had the good fortune this year to, to preach on Easter. It hadn't in the last three Easters. Man. But I got the opportunity and had it for this little church. Great crowd. Yeah. You know, lots of young people, mm-hmm. which is wonderful to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was it. But, man, got to preach. You probably know this message that I shared out of First Peter mm-hmm. uh, chapter 1 verse 10 through 12 what angels long to see oh my buddy that's yeah, good that's yeah, good yes. what the angels long mm-hmm. to see talk about how, how curious the angels are mm-hmm. sit on the stone and watch the activity man around that's great you know. brother yeah, what color tie did you have on I had uh, well you know that's funny because I would it's kind of, it was kind of a clay color with maroon. Okay. Because I had uh, my my goodwill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had my good, goodwill, Ralph Lauren. Listen. Yeah. I, you know how I search for these I things. I do. I do. And yep. I always look forward to wearing this jacket. I found it in Florida at a goodwill. No mm-hmm. lie. It is a made in the USA Ralph Lauren polo, which means it's not from China. It's right. not from India. Mm-hmm. It was made in the USA, beautiful moss green jacket, probably a $500 jacket. Yeah. $7. You got it for $7. Se- did, did it fit? I, Does I it don't fit? think it ever was worn. I mean, right. it yeah. perfect. Fit like a glove. Oh, my goodness. Fit like a and so glove. A, a moss green jacket with a clay tie. Yep. And then uh, kind of khaki, tan, yeah. dress slacks. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, listen, man. Yeah. The ties from Goodwill too. <laughs> dollar, a dollar. One you know dollar. Kind of tie, ask me what kind of tie it was. What kind of tie was it? Bill Blass. Was it really, <laughs> oh folks? For a dollar. Y- you know me. You know I'm <laughs> as cheap and tight as any person you're. And when uh, I find deals like that, yes. it just makes me yeah. giddy. Well, you know, I I was so busy last week, and and I I usually don't wear a tie or a jacket anymore. Yep. And um. I had to go find a jacket. I wanted a gray one because I had a purple tie. Oh, yeah. nice. Yes. And I went to like three different places. I wear a 46 regular. Yeah. And I could Down from not, a 52. Down from a 52. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you didn't have to say that. And, um, no, no, you should, you yeah. should be very proud. Yeah, I know I'm, you are. Yeah, I'm very proud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I went everywhere, and I finally found one at Men's Warehouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. wow, is that place still so, in business? It is still in business. <laughs> I gave them some business, and uh, and so it was, uh, yeah, that's where I got it. Black britches, gray jacket. Purple tie, though. Purple you got, tie. Oh, you showed me a picture. I, I, I did. I should have paid attention. You should have. Yeah, no, that. you wasn't. Well, no. I, oh, I was yeah. looking at your grandkids. Yeah, they're gorgeous and so yeah but yeah we had a great day it was absolutely packed out of course it was easter it was packed out 
and uh, we always put a cross out front with flowers, fresh yeah. flowers. Oh, and, and that little church next to you. They had a beautiful, they have a beautiful they, cross yes, with flowers. Yes, yes, the Methodist Church mm-hmm. um, right next door to us here. They do the same thing. And so it was great. We started the morning with a breakfast brunch, a, mm-hmm. an Easter brunch, with, uh, and it was well attended. And so it was just great. It was little a church great wide day. They had a breakfast that morning. Okay, too, okay. We had, we had two people join, so. Awesome. Yep. Good day. It was a great. Yeah, day. It was a good day for us too. I, I really yeah. loved it. It's my last preaching gig for a while. You know, preaching yeah. from Christmas through Easter there, and um, they uh, asked for me to stay, but I said I must move on. You must move on. I must move on. I said I'm trying to get into a Methodist church next. <laughs> so if you got any sway with Methodist church next door, I'd love to go over there and share the gospel. Share the gospel, <laughs> brother, 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 brother. Well, what yeah. are we going to talk about today, brother? Well, Tim? I think we're going to talk about sin. Yes, we are. And and we're against it. Yeah, but, so uh, yeah. that we're very well acquainted. Yes, very well acquainted. Yeah. Actually, this fall, uh, John T. and I, associate pastor here at White Oak, and I are going to walk through Romans 1, like four weeks in Romans 1, and we're going to be dealing with the subject of sin. Nice. And so, yeah. And so... Um, uh, but anyway, that's what we're going to talk about, and I guess we need to start by just really defining what sin is, don't we? Yeah, you want a biblical definition yeah. or a practical definition? Yeah. Or... Give me your biblical and then practical, and then I will um, correct it. Thank you. <laughs> now, that we were always taught that sin simply was a word that means missing the mark. Yes. Missing yes. the mark. Right, right. Uh, it, it's, it, it's less than God's will for our lives. Mm, it is anything that is contrary to God's will and directives for our lives, either written or uh, what we know through the Holy Spirit that dwells within us as believers. Okay, that's you know, good. Because yeah. he who knows to do good mm-hmm. doeth it not, King James says. To him. To him it is sin. Yes. So yes. that would be not something necessarily written down on paper, but mm-hmm. an, but a prompting of the spirit that lives within us to mm. tell us to go do this or to share us this feeling and we ignore it Is that, that the, that's omission yeah that's a omission sin of omission, omission. Yeah. yeah yeah not doing something we were called to do mm-hmm. commission doing something we shouldn't right do yeah right? yeah yeah what well, say so, ye? I, I mean same thing it's breaking god's law basically you know um it's transgression it's rebellion um disobeying god's word his decrees you know and so it really in many ways is just open rebellion against what god has declared you know that the the big the biggins are in the ten commandments oh yeah you know and everybody must go well i didn't i didn't do that you know so it must not be sin Mm -hmm. it's a little wider than that and and it never was meant to be i don't think just okay here's a list don't do these things or do these things. Mm-hmm. It really is meant. If we're going to talk about how our faith is not a religion but a relationship, right? Then that relationship should be guarded. And you know, when you do something in someone you're very close to or your spouse, and you do something, although it may not be written in the marriage covenant or mm-hmm. in your friendship, you know it's going to hurt that other person, or it's, right. it's going to be something that's detrimental to that relationship. Mm-hmm. I think we have to look at it at that level. Rather than just say, oh, I'm sorry, you can't find that in the Bible anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we have to be, it is a relationship. Our walk, our journey with God is a relationship. And so with any relationship, you, you can grieve the other person. That's right. And, and so when we 
uh, when we don't do what we know we should do, um, then we grieve the yes. Holy Spirit, yeah. and um, and then conviction sets in, mm-hmm. and um, and so you know there there are folks that sin, um, and and they really don't feel bad about it, right. and they're they're either lost. Uh, they they really don't have a relationship, or I believe you know Scripture teaches that we can get hardened, yeah. you know that our hearts become calloused, yes. and uh, we've sinned you know so much, and then you know God chastises, and sometimes I mean Scripture teaches that He'll, he'll take you out. He'll take you out. Yep. And yeah. So if you remain unrepentant, right, then the chastisement comes. Right. Mm-hmm. Fellowship is broken, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, and, and we're living in a state of sin. What um, churches for a long time have called backslidden state. Right, yes. yeah. Backslidden state, simply a believer who's living in a lifestyle of unrepentant sin. Mm-hmm. And you can see it on their face. Oh, yeah. Uh, it affects their actions. Mm-hmm. You know, we say, oh, I used to see this person at church on a pretty good basis, yeah. and they're gone. Right. Where are they? Yeah. You know, and oftentimes that's just because... In that state, there's so much uh, conviction mm. that church is a painful place to be. It they is. don't want to be reminded yeah. of their unrepentant sin. And you and I, people who are in the, the professional ministry, mm-hmm. um, have you ever had anybody just avoid you in the grocery store? Oh, my I mean, goodness. see you yeah. and turn the other direction. Yes, yes. You've done nothing to them, right. but you are related mm-hmm. to their relationship with the Lord. Right. And you're a reminder. Yeah. I mean, it's who we represent. Right. You know, I mean, it, it does sting, Doc. It does. It I, I've stings. seen so many times I go, yeah. why are you, you know, yeah. shunning me? I, right. I haven't said anything to you. And you know my brand of preaching. I just, you know, I preach the Bible, I preach yeah. the Word, preach the principles of the Word. Mm-hmm. I don't go pick out one little thing and just right. dig on it. Mm-hmm. And so if they're guilty of that, mm-hmm. It wasn't because I picked them out in the crowd. Yet you'll have people, I know you have. Oh, yeah. Well, you sure were talking to me this morning, (laughs) preacher. Well, I didn't mean to, but if the shoe fits, wear it type thing. But we we don't treat people that way, but yet that sin is so convicting Mm -hmm. and and just want to run from that, that, the burn that comes when you're confronted with it. That's true. I mean, how many times have we both heard, you know, uh, you've been reading my mail, preacher. preacher That's you right. know, or you're living in my basement. How did you know that? You know. Yep. And the thing is, most of the time we don't know. Uh, our churches are a size we. There's no way we can know no. what's going on. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit does. <laughs> and <laughs> and there's something happens in that translation of that right. word that's yes. spoken. Yes. That makes it something that does convict that right. person in the seat. Yes. I don't, I don't know how that happens. But I've seen it happen enough to where I know it does happen. Exactly. You know, you, you grew up uh, in sort of a, uh, a church or a denomination, I guess, if you will, that uh, really thought they could reach a level, I guess, of what? Yeah. Perfection? or That's the whole idea of a holiness church. Okay. You know, it's in a holiness tradition, Pentecostal mm-hmm. church, in a holiness tradition, in that um, there, if, if when someone began a, a testimony, if this had happened to them, would begin with, I'm glad I'm saved, sanctified, and then filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm. Right? Pastor, I'm glad, I'm, you know, stand up. Pastor, I'm glad I've been saved, sanctified, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay. That, and right. then you go on yeah. and thank yeah. Jesus and all the other things mm-hmm. you want to say. Uh, and But that whole sanctification process filled with the Holy Ghost is a, is a second act of grace beyond salvation. Mm-hmm. And that you, you get this gift of sanctification 
where you no longer sin. Mm. And so people will say, well, if you believe one sin will send you to hell, how in the world can you live? Well, it's because I have this view that now that I am a saint and I have been sanctified, then I don't sin. Whatever I do, filter through the Holy Spirit is not going to be a sin. So if it seems to be harsh or if it seems to be wrong, it's not. Mm -hmm. Because I live on this plane that I have received as a gift from God that I am not sinning. And you know, that that really is taught and preached on television a lot. There there are, and I'm not going to name any names, but there are preachers that are very well known that, that preach that very thing. And uh, and yet, uh, I mean, Paul, I think, would disagree. Yeah. You know, John uh, yeah. would disagree. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, Scripture, I think, disagrees with that all the way throughout it. Yeah, let, and, and what I'd like to do, because you, I think you and I share the same view of where you live in the aspect of sin, let's talk about the other extreme. If you can live in a place, as some teach, without sin there is the other extreme inside the church inside christianity itself that says you can't live one minute without sinning right yeah yeah i mean i've heard that too i've heard that too you know and um i I don't think there is any place in scripture where you you know there's a number right you know there's not a number yeah um but um I, i i know that um, as I said earlier, if you can sin and you can continually sin and, and you do not uh, feel any conviction uh, of the Holy Spirit, you know, I've said, I don't know how often, uh, Doc, that, you know, when I sin, the Holy Ghost takes me to the woodshed and mm-hmm. there's bloodshed. I mean, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, um, and uh, but the, when if you can sin and there's no conviction... Right. Uh, then, then there is a there's something going on. Um, that whole hardening that you were talking about yes. could be a part of a Christian, or possibly. And, and I hate for people to doubt their salvation. Yeah. But if you've been in a tradition that believes in work salvation, mm-hmm. or that you were saved at birth, right. or maybe a universalist mm-hmm. tradition that says everybody is eventually saved mm-hmm. anyway, and you're taught that maybe. Maybe you don't have the Holy Spirit that dwells within you, right. who convicts you of sin. Right. And if yeah. that's true, then um, I would I would have a person, if they're honestly in the faith, pray about it and mm-hmm. say, "Lord, test me." Yes. You know. Yeah. Yes. Test my salvation. Right. Am I am I there? Yes, I, I agree completely. I agree. And but then you were talking about I sort of chased a rabbit. You were talking about those who just sin and sin and sin and sin and sin. Uh-huh. And so, what were you going to say about that? People sin all the time. Yeah. I was going to say, your church yeah. is full of them. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I was I, I was, um, I was a student, and our frequent listeners know this because I've told the story two or three times in um, Dallas Theological Seminary, and I don't mind naming it because it mm-hmm. wasn't seminary, but it was a very famous, famous preacher who was right. teaching there. And so we happened to be in Dayton, Tennessee, not Dallas, Texas. It was an extension course. Okay. But, you know, the professor would get on the video and that sort of thing. And then we would have a local pastor being Mm -hmm. the professor. And so this was the subject matter about sin. And we were discussing it probably a round table, maybe eight students, most of us pastors getting our degree, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this whole subject of sin came up. And 
I heard one guy say, well, the Bible teaches, we know that you can't live one moment without sin, that we sin continually. I and I just, because I came from the very opposite tradition, right. of mm -hmm. which I do not you know, adhere to, I don't mm -hmm. believe that's correct, sinless perfection. Mm -hmm. But I heard that, and I, and I said, would you explain that to me? Well, we, we're depraved. Mm. We, we, we can't. Right. Bible teaches, you know, if we say we have no sin, then we make God a liar. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I said, wow, good night. Uh, I just have to disagree. And they said, what? Mm -hmm. Disagree? Of course, that got me in trouble a lot. Uh, I, I, I got kicked out of the same school. No, I didn't. I left because I knew I didn't have a future there in, in college. But I'm back now for seminary. Right. And uh, I said, you know what? I do sin. But, man, my goal is to lit, live without sin. Mm -hmm. My goal is to live in such a way that I don't have to be on my knees repenting all the time. I wouldn't say it exactly that way. Right. But I try to get across to them, no. Uh, I, I think you can go long periods of time without sin if you are in tune with the Spirit. And they just shut me down. Did no, they that's, really? That's not a possibility. Yeah. Wow, okay. You know, uh, there's something about the perfection and then the direction. You know, I mean, none of us will reach perfection. Paul didn't. Right. You know, uh, but it should be, the, as you're talking about, the direction of our lives yeah. where we are... Uh, walking with the king and and we are engaged in the word and yeah. you know and filled with the spirit the bible says in ephesians 5 18 be ye you know yeah. filled yeah. with the spirit yeah um and so when we're filled with the spirit um where we do go without you know just um uh, committing uh, committing sin. You know, it's interesting in First John three nine. I know you know this verse. Whoever yeah. has been born of God does not sin, yeah. for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. You know, that's the scripture that a lot of times folks will point out, but it's taken totally out of context when you you know because the the words there basically talking about practice. You know. Habitual, uh, habitual, yeah, yeah, and um, and so a person who's a believer is is not a person who habitually sins, right? And uh, but now the holiness tradition would take that verse and say, "See, you, you can live without right. sin." Yeah. That's what it's saying. Mm -hmm. But then again, you have that um, what seems to be a contradictory verse where John writes. If we say we have no sin, we make God a liar, and His truth is not in us. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and so you got to look at that. Well, obviously, if we believe Scripture is correct, and we're, mm -hmm. we're not here trying to defend or, or not the Scripture, we believe it. Right. Well, so right, then yes. we know those aren't contradictory. Right. So what? How can both of those things be true? Yeah. When you look it up and and you dig into what the Greek teaches there, like you were saying, it's practicing. If yes. you can continuously practice it, yeah. you know. And the whole idea, if we have no sin, is not that if you say that you don't sin continually, it mm -hmm. is if you say that you're living above sin without any opportunity of sin and you don't ever fall into sin, mm -hmm. then you make God lie because he told right. you, you yes. know, you're a sinner. Yeah. Um, and so, it, but it's not saying if, if you say you don't live continually in sin mm -hmm. and all you do is sin, Mm -hmm. then you make God a liar. That's, right. that's not the case at all. No, no, I, I never will forget. I was around 17, and I was seated on the front porch of our house in East Lake. and a friend of mine, I love him to this day, a friend of mine, uh, he grew up in one of those denominations, and we were just having a spiritual conversation, 
And he told me that he had reached that level, uh, that he had been saved, sanctified, you know, filled with the Holy Ghost, and that he had reached that level. And so he and I got into a an, um, a, an argument, <laughs> I guess is what you would say, you know, 17. Yeah. Yeah. We just got into an argument, and I'm telling you, he got so mad at me. He got angry, and uh, and so I let him go. Just kept, you know. Yeah. And and I basically just pointed out, my brother, you just sinned. I mean, you just lost your temper on mm-hmm. me, you know. And uh, was his answer as usually is that was just righteous indignation. That's exactly what his. That's answer what was. always the answer yes, is. That's no, exactly. that's not anger. That's righteous yes. indignation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, but yeah, this this thing of um, sin and and uh, I mean, when we sin and we do, yeah. uh, what do we do with it? I mean, we have to confess it. Yeah, and again, we've got scripture there. When we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us that sin yes. and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Thank goodness for that. This sin is that which is missing the mark that mm-hmm. separates us from God, and that whole unrighteousness is a is a. Um, ritualistic mm-hmm. righteousness to where in, in the Old Testament you couldn't come before God right. with sin in your life. David would say, if I if I hide sin, if I consider sin, if I dwell upon sin in my heart, you won't hear my prayers, mm-hmm. right? So what this is in the New Testament is it really does almost discredit you mm-hmm. from going in in your prayer time, in your activities, where you are not going to enjoy the, the, the full freedom, the full benefit blessing of being a child who is in a good relationship with mm-hmm. God because we must say that there are um, there there are hindrances to living a life that is not where you confess sin daily mm-hmm. and make sure that you have a clean slate before the Lord right uh, while neither of us believe that that causes you to lose that relationship with the Lord, you do lose that fellowship with the Lord. Definitely, yeah. Uh, Psalm sixty six eighteen. If we regard iniquity in our heart, God will not hear yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it's a relationship and a fellowship type. So, thing. what do we have if we're not living without sin, and we're not living continually with our feet knee deep, or we're knee deep in sin? Mm-hmm. What do we have? Well, I guess we have the balance of that. You know, uh, William Williams. Um, I found this quote, Doc. It says, Sin will be burdensome to you if the Savior is precious to you. Um, I, I like that quote. That's a good way. That's a good, that's uh, a good way. I, I really believe, and I've uh, taught you know, in marriage uh, conferences and things, it's very difficult to walk out of your Devo time. Um, walk out of man where you just spent time with the king and in and, and prayer and scripture and, right. and, and walk out and chew your wife out or yeah. your husband, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, because man, I mean, you've walked out of the presence of God. And so I think that is the key that, uh, you know, scripture talks about being yielded to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. uh, and being obedient to his word. And, and now we leak, you know, we do drift. Yeah. And, um, and I can tell in my life um, pretty quickly. And then my wife can tell pretty quickly, you know. And then um, my my friends can tell, you know. It, it, it because I mean, uh, when you are not walking with the Lord, um, there's just a sweetness that is not there. Sure. There's a preciousness that is not there. Yeah, and know? that's what you're forfeiting. Yes, you're forfeiting that 
that peace that passes understanding. Mm, right. When when you're not, I, I think that the way I would put it is where we live. We live with the victory over sin. Right. Right. We, I mean, victory has been won, mm-hmm. and we can choose to live in that state of complete victory over sin where you don't have to sin. Right. You it don't. has no dominion has over no you. dominion over right. you. Can't command you as it did mm-hmm. before you became a believer. When you do sin, that's a choice that you make. Mm-hmm. Either sin of omission not to do something God right. calls you to do or sin of commission something he told you not to do. Mm-hmm. You're making that choice, but you don't have to any longer make that choice. Right. You yeah. have a victory over that with every Temptation, the Bible says, God gives a way of escape. Let me read that. I just turned to it. First yeah. uh, Corinthians ten thirteen. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. so you have is... that open door every time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to go through the wrong door. Mm-hmm. And that's the victory we have over sin. When you were lost in your sins, mm-hmm. you didn't have that. Mm-hmm. You, you were you were uh, you, you were prone to you sin. Were a slave to it. Yeah. 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 And now the whole idea is we're a slave to the Lord Jesus. Right. Exactly. You know, the kind of relationship is not the kind of slave where you would not want to be, you're happy to be a slave to Jesus because he has won victory on your behalf. Mm -hmm. And so we can actually live. And that's what I was trying to say there at Dallas Theological. If I have victory over sin, was that victory that Christ won on my behalf? Mm -hmm. Was it just no power at all? Mm -hmm. It it is. It it gives me the opportunity, if I choose to, to live daily without sin. Mm -hmm. And... But the scripture is speaking factually when it says, but if we say we have no sin, we make God a liar. Yeah. We know. Yeah. We know that's going to creep in, but it should not be the characteristic of our life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're clay. Right. You know, um, and, and so we will, we know we will sin. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, but again, as you've said and I've said, um, it's, it's not our lifestyle, it's not habitual. Right. I want to ask you an opinion because people have said this to me, and I've often wondered about this. Paul writes that he is chief among sinners. Mm. Was that before he was saved, or is this after he was saved? Was that in what the seventh chapter? Because I'd have to look it up right yeah. now. I was reading Romans it before. 7, I think. Yeah. Um, I would. I don't know. I mean, probably I, afterwards. I, I, I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Let me try to find that. Okay. Um, because that you know the ch- seventh. Chapter deals with it a lot, uh-huh. and uh, that's where he says, "Oh wretched man, I think that yeah. I am." You know, who shall uh, deliver me? Yeah, who? And then chapter eight as well. Um, I would say that it's after. I don't know. Well, that's uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I I should have had the scripture, but it just came to mind. Yeah, because it's been quoted to me, and I have often thought about it. And people have actually asked me that question. And I typically have said, I think it's present. I think that he is speaking in mm-hmm. present tense. Mm-hmm. Not that I used to be chief among sinners. He doesn't right. say that. Yeah. I am. And doesn't he say, I am? And and then he goes on to talk about all the difficulty he has with sin. Mm-hmm. You know, this is obviously after he's a believer. He's right. writing yeah. scripture before yeah. he was a believer. So he struggled. Mm-hmm. Every person in Scripture that we know of 
struggle with sin. <laughs> yes. But they will go through a period of time, obviously, yeah. where they're doing great things for the Lord. Right. But they struggle with sin. And I mm-hmm. often said that, you know, the majority of our Bible is written by murderers. That's true. Yeah. That is very, very, very true. You had Moses and you had David and yeah. you had Paul. And I mm-hmm. mean, they all had people killed, either mm-hmm. killed them personally or had them killed. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a pretty, you know, most of us would consider murderers one of the worst of the uh, bad sins. I would agree with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would agree with that. Uh, some yes. before, some after they were believers, mm-hmm. uh, followers of God. Mm-hmm. So I just, um, I, I think that Scripture speaks factually, sin will be a part of life, although you do not have to give in to sin. But when we do sin, and that's mm-hmm. not if you sin, when you sin, right. is what John writes. Yeah, You have an advocate with a father, right? Mm-hmm. And it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if we confess to him, he will forgive us, and right, then we yes. will be cleansed again. We get to start afresh and new on our pathway. And uh, what I have learned now being a senior saint, mm-hmm. uh, been saved vast majority of my life, mm-hmm. is that I shouldn't say sin is easier to overcome. It just doesn't seem to rear its ugly head as often mm. that I have to look for that door of escape. Right, yeah. Um, it it, it becomes, I, I do think there is this process that Romans 8 talks about, a, a process of sanctification mm-hmm. where eventually you you are made into the image of Christ. Yes, yes. And so we are on that process. And if you don't see progression mm-hmm. now from when you began, particularly if it's a pretty good period of time, then uh, what should I say? Maybe take maybe a check, check up from the it. neck up, brother. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Like <laughs> a checkup from the neck. I, I, I'm the last person to want to be condemned. I don't like to condemn right. people, yes. but I would be concerned mm-hmm. if well, I, I mean, found Satan it. Satan has used the same things since uh, the Garden of Eden, basically right. the same things, and um, and as we grow in the Lord, um, they don't. Uh, you know, they are effective, right? Uh, but we can begin to understand his schemes. And um, and say, oh, I see what you're doing, yes. you slew foot, you know, you big <laughs> scarecrow. I see what you're doing, yeah. you know. And um, but he uses the same thing that he used against uh, Adam and Eve. Yes. Um, and and so I agree that as we grow in the Lord, uh, that we, you know, we're not sinless, but we do sin less. Yes, right. I think that I think that should be our lives. And I would encourage people. Here's what I know: is if you know saints if you know christians have been a christian for a while you maybe admire their lifestyle or appreciate you know their testimony mm-hmm. that if you're a young believer then take some things to those people scripture teaches that we learn from those who have been in faith for a while that we mm-hmm. get encouragement from them and uh, i i did that as far as practices as a pastor right but in the process of doing that i learned about being a believer mm. you know a believer who has influence mm-hmm. this is how you deal with these things and i saw some things i thought were kind of harsh yeah but this is how this person put their foot down yes and said no further not yeah. going to go not going to get called into that lifestyle or whatever mm-hmm. um I, I think that we can learn from from our elders as we oh call. yeah yeah uh, without a doubt Romans seven fifteen, for what I am doing I do not understand. For what I will do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. I mean, yes. this is Paul. This is all present yeah. tense. It is all present tense. If then I do what I will not, 
uh, to do. I agree with the law that is good, but uh-huh. now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Uh-huh. For I know that in me that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. I yes. mean, that that is... In our flesh, nothing yeah. good. He's dwells. talking about that whole struggle between spirit and flesh. Yes, and yes. and that is the, mm-hmm. the the civil war that's going on it in is. everybody's life. Yes, is our body continually because it's not been redeemed is right. wanting to do the things of the flesh that mm-hmm. satisfy the flesh, mm-hmm. while the spirit which has been redeemed right wants to be pleasing to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you've got this. Unfortunately, you know, your whole body is connected right. with your mind, yeah. and it, you can lead you down some bad paths. Yeah. Uh, Galatians five sixteen, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Yeah, I was thinking about that verse yeah. earlier. Right? I mean, but you have to walk in walking the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit There's is, that is journey. A, and it's a continual thing yes. when you walk in the Spirit. Right. Um, you know, the, this little church I've been preaching, because... I was only there for four months. They they were they would say often, uh, Pastor, we we hear you every time you preach. You know, forgive me my sins, mm. empty me of myself, and fill me with your spirit. Mm. Every time I preach, yeah. that's that's my prayer. It's either out loud before the congregation, or I've prayed that prayer beforehand. Right, because. In that, you want to be submitted, surrendered to the Spirit in your life, particularly when you're taking on a task that's mm-hmm. so important as teaching God's Word. But that's also should be our prayer all the time. Right. You know, I'm surrendering to you. Forgive me of whatever sins, whether I know about them or not. Mm-hmm. And surrender to the Spirit. Ask to be filled. Because that is a power. The Holy Spirit gives mm-hmm. us power to withstand mm-hmm. the onslaughts of the enemy when he wants to lead us astray, lose our testimony, you know that that's he's not going to take your soul, mm-hmm. uh, but he is going to take your testimony. Uh, yes, if definitely. you let without him. a doubt, without a doubt. And you know, those I was just thinking about this, Doc. Those who really walk uh, like we're talking about in the spirit with the spirit, um, they're a they're a joy, yeah, to be around. They really are. You know, because they're not judgmental. You know, they're not uh, arrogant. Um, they they have yielded to the Holy Spirit. They're right. filled, as I said, with the Spirit. They're yeah. just a joy. They're they're a breath of fresh air. They really are. Yeah. And and I, gosh, I don't want to turn it into negativity, but oftentimes I've met people that should be that way. Mm-hmm. You get to know them and go, oh my gosh, yes, you know, <laughs> and you're a senior saint by now, and right. you know you ought to be. I, I'll be wanting to come over and have apple pie with you and a cup of coffee. <laughs> and rather, I'd rather drive, drive the other direction. Exactly. And, and I, I think, love apple pie. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, do yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I might just put up with it for an apple pie. But, <laughs> but you yeah. know, it, it, those people, God bless them, have lived in a life where they've not been taught about surrendering to the Spirit. Yes. I, I had a fellow again, a really a sweet uh, older man in the church I've been preaching, and and he said, "You talk about the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know." And he was excited because he had written Sunday school lessons on the Holy Spirit and this sort of thing. He said, "But it's so neglected teaching yes. on the Holy Spirit." I mm-hmm. said, "You're you're right, but why? Mm-hmm. So important, particularly in the New Testament, mm-hmm. living by the power of the Holy Spirit." Right. You know, Billy uh, Sunday, that great evangelist of yesteryear, he often said that people would come up to him and just say, "You know, I'm just not turned that way." I'm just not turned that way. And he'd look at him. He'd say, well, you need to turn around then. You know? <laughs> that's right. You just need to turn around. Yeah, you're on a bad path. The, that's exactly you're right. You're on a bad path. Just turn around walk with the Spirit. Yeah. You know? But aren't you glad, man, that, and we just celebrated this, that our sins are forgiven. Yeah. 
man, I'm telling you what, that, uh, that it was a legal deal and, uh, and that Jesus paid for my sin and your sin on the cross of Calvary. Amen. Thank goodness it was nailed to the cross. Amen. So let's talk about a healthy view of sin. Okay. Then. A healthy view of sin. Let's take all the scriptures that we're talking about. If, if we say we have no sin, then we make God a liar and the truth's not in us. Mm-hmm. So we have to admit that we are prone to sin, mm-hmm. that it can get to the point where it, it is a hindrance to our fellowship with God. It will limit our prayer life steal our joy mm. right mm-hmm. if we live that way but that is because we've chosen to do that right we have victory over sin as mm-hmm. believers and that victory is one through Christ not your not your efforts right. right not your hard work not pulling yourself up by your bootstraps mm-hmm. it's already been won but you have to live as a victor over sin mm-hmm. and that means daily having your sins forgiven washed uh, daily and, and living with submission, surrender, even to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. so that when that time comes, and it will come throughout the day, where you can make a wrong decision, miss the mark, right. either omission or commission, yes. and do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And really the goal is to get that ratio when you get up to bat, that you don't strike out. Yeah. But you, you, over the course of time, are better at making the right decision, which what caused... What's that cause? It causes better fellowship, mm-hmm. causes better prayer life, right. more peace of mind, mm-hmm. less worry. Mm-hmm. All those things are benefits God wants you to have. But we just don't sit and worry about sin. Right. That's a sin in itself. It is. It really, really is. I, I think that you know, for us to understand it um, easily, it, it's just a look. I mean, I've been married 38 years. You've been married longer than that. Yeah, 41. 41. And um, I, I think about it a lot like this. Man, uh, you know, early in marriage, I don't know, you just, you're, you're learning, you are, you know, I've joked, you know, the two shall become one. We're just trying to figure out which one, you know, <laughs> you know, just, you yeah. learn each other. And um, the, it was, it was interesting the yeah. first year or two. Yeah, it was. And, uh, but then, I mean, after all of these years, you learn you're going to stay together. You love each other. And so when you say that word, because we're human, when, right. when you spout off at something, you just say, hey, I'm sorry. Man, yeah. you know, I blew it. I'm sorry. Um, and then quickly uh, that, that fellowship is returned. Yes. You know? But man, I tell you what, if you are not walking with the Lord uh, and you just sort of bow up. Yeah. Uh, now, we haven't done this in years and years and years and years and years, but you can bow up. You can bow up. And um, in two or three days, you bowed yeah. up. Yeah. And, and it becomes stiff neck. Yes, indeed. And it's, it's not happy. It's it is not, not a happy I mean, that existence. peace that passes understanding. Yeah, it's not there. It's not there. <laughs> uh, I mean, it does affect. Right. It does affect yeah. your life. And that is exactly the kind of relationship that we have with the Lord yeah, and right. that we want to live in peace and harmony exactly. with the Lord. We don't want to bow up. No. Become stiff necked yes. with the Lord. And and. Nobody, I think, I think a person who is a believer, who's out of the will of the Lord, that we would call backslidden, is more miserable than a lost person. Oh, without a doubt. They're bitter. Yes, yes, without a doubt. Yeah. They're bitter, there's shame, uh-huh. there's guilt, you know, they, they know where they need to be. They remember where they, they used do. to be, man, yeah. when it was sweet, when they yeah. were on their face before God. They remember that. And um, and the Holy Spirit's always tugging. Always, I mean, he's going to tug. Lost person 
has not experienced that peace exactly. that we experienced mm-hmm. when our sins were forgiven. Mm-hmm. I mean, that purity of that moment. Right. And they don't long, maybe they long for it, but they don't know, they don't miss it because right. they've never had it. Mm-hmm. A believer who's had that, and every believer's had that mm-hmm. at the moment of salvation when your sins are washed. Right. You know that feeling of clean, cleanliness and, and harmony with God mm-hmm. and the light-hearted feeling that you had. And you miss that because you've let it layer up with a lot of bitterness and mm-hmm. anger and jealousy and all the other sins that we lay on top of that. Right. We need to uncover that in yes. our lives yes. and enjoy it again. And mm-hmm. so those bitter people that you know can be happy again. Exactly. Maybe yeah. yourself. <laughs> without a doubt, brother. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So have a healthy, uh, balanced view of your life where you should become, as you said, not sin less, but you will sin less, less over yes. a period of time. As you surrender the Holy Spirit, understanding that God is control. It's not your effort that makes this, but it is living, as Paul said, walking in the Spirit. Yes. And you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, I hope we gave people a healthy look at a Christian's life and sin. Yeah, this, this was very, very interesting. It is. We You will be asked about this. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Well, you guys have a great week, and we will talk to you again next week. God bless.